What up? Yo, what's good, bro? How you feeling, Tony? You okay? I'm chilling, man. How you doing, Tony? Hey, man, I'm doing amazing. It's awesome talking to another Tony, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you that for sure, bro. Thanks for joining my podcast, bro. No, nah, it's all good, man. I'm honored. I'm honored, man. I'm glad man. to see you. Like you, you doing it, man. Just people are always talking about they're gonna start their podcast every day but nobody actually does it man you're doing it man so hey, i'm on it. doing the damn thing bro got to hey, got man. To, man. tell the people about yourself tone like what you do because i know i already know I, I know about you but tell the people a little more about what you do how you are uh, yeah you enjoying your life bro yeah man so uh um uh, i'm another tony um, but um, my, uh, I guess my producer name, because uh, I am a music producer, is uh, it goes um, by uh, Tony Shure. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I own my own record label. Um, I started it around sometime around this time last year. Um, it's Earthbound. It's called Earthbound Records. Um, and I got a few uh, artists who are. Um, associated with the label yet and I don't, I don't legally have them signed to the label but they're closely associated with the label and I produce music for them you know um sometimes I'll help with the arrangement of the tracks or sometimes I'll give them a demo track um and yeah I help out with that um and that's a that's a cool little way how I you know I make some money and help them pay uh pay some bills um um but outside of that, um, because, you know, with music making and, you know, just like with uh, with comedy, uh, as you know, it's a slow grind, you know, to, to get to the top. So, you know, you just got to keep doing it until, you know, you you know really catch the attention of someone who can change your life. And so, right. um, Tone, you got the voice of a smooth jazz radio <laughs> personality, bro. <laughs> I don't know nobody man. ever told you that, bro, but that's the vibe. I, I get it. I get that all the time, man. Like I swear to you, I get that all the time. Since I, I, rem I remember I was uh, 15 in art class, and this guy that was on my basketball team, he just kind of overheard me talking, and he was just like, yo, you need to, like, announce, like, boxing arenas, or, like, you need to announce, announce like, 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 uh, like the movie trailers before movies come on. And yeah, bro, you got the voice, bro. You need to be <laughs> utilized. I know you sing it. Hell yeah, bro. Make it all mesh for you, bro, because you got it. I'm sitting back, like, but I think you got a lady though. But it's like I'm sure that the, the moisture will come out if they heard you on the radio. <laughs> so no, yeah, man, it. kudos, yeah. bro. But kudos. yeah, that's I want me, the man. Voice like you. Nah, no, man. <laughs> I appreciate it, bro. But no, nah, man, that's you got me, the voice man. that dudes be uh, the dudes only have when they first wake up in the morning and they talking to their girl. You got that shit all day. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, bro. Hey man, man I appreciate how, that, man. So you've been in the in the producing game for about a year, a little over a year. How long? Have nah, you, nah, go ahead. Nah, is that? Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, it's all good. Yeah, um, most people don't even really know because I, I really don't talk about it to people unless something comes up in conversation. I just be mm -hmm. like, oh, yo, you know, like I make music. Um, but uh, no, nah, I've been producing since I've been uh, uh fourteen. So you were producing since fourteen. You just got the label last year. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So you know, it's it, you know, it really took a while for me to get things together. Um, you know, with um, I guess being confident with my sound, and you know, that just took years and years of work and just like relentless work and you know, just making beats all day. Like literally, I, like how Kanye used to say, I used to, you know, like he used to make five beats a day for you know for the whole summer. That used to be me. Like I used to just be in my basement just making five, ten beats a day. Like for weeks going in and just had this stacking up beats until, you know, I literally, you know, literally came to a point where I was like, you know, yeah, I'm good. I can stand on my own. Like I can go into the studio and, you know, and, and show some artists what I got. And I, I think they'll be confident in what I got as well. So, um, last year, you know, I connected with this dude, um, out in LA and he put out a track that I produced for him. And it was, it was, explosive to me like it was like that was the best track i've ever heard that somebody did over one of my one of my beats and so i was just like yo like i think it's time i need to start um like making like my business legit you know so you know it's it's one thing for artists to send you know send you money for the track you know uh, under the table but to actually have the business behind it where you can you know eventually you know you know um you know file taxes for it and you know um 
you know, and make it a legal business so you can like build upon, you know, maybe one day getting like a business loan or selling your company to a major label, you know, like what Jay-Z did with Rockefeller, you know, like, I just, you know, I can't I just came up with the bright idea like, yo, like it's time to like make, make this a business opposed to just selling beats online. You were taking your like dreams, that. you took your dreams more seriously to the next levels, really, when you started to crystallize that idea, I would say, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess so, you know. Um, yeah, I just, you know, I was just like, yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I, I don't want to just be some dude who just sells beats. Like, I want to, I want to actually be somebody major. So this, you know, and I know to become that, you have to have your business in order. And that's what, you know, they don't really teach us that in high school, that if you want to. They don't teach us um, nothing. They don't want to teach us how to be employees and have to go to the You know, bathroom. you feel me? You feel me? Uh, okay. Feel me? But yeah, but that's me, man. All right, and then tone like when and how old were you? You said this is like last year, so you started to really yeah. step into that dream. What was it that kind of like was it the fact that you saw like one of your beats blossom? Was it like that one of the was that the sole idea that made you take it to the next level? Or you have anybody in your corner kind of like speaking life into you? Did you have any experiences that you know? Outside of that, when I really was like, oh, yeah, I can do this. This is, I, you know, like when you started to believe in your abilities and you just took it to the next level. Any other experiences like that, bro? Yeah, yeah, actually. Um, so um, I sent over um, I sent over that track that this dude from L.A. he put out for me. And I'll send that to you later um, just so you can like get a vibe from what I'm talking about. But um, I took that track that he, the guy released, and I took some of the demo tracks that he also had, like just little reference tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, so these are like just not, you know, like these are just like ideas, not even not, not even complete and drawn out, mixed and mastered songs. So these are just like ideas. So I took that track and a few ideas, I put it in a folder, and I sent it to this A and R over at. Uh, what does that uh, mean? T- what do you mean, like the A and R? What does that mean? Oh, so A and R and A and R in the music industry is like. They're part of uh, art. It stands for artists and repertoire. So they they focus on uh, building up artists um, to the point where they can be, I guess, uh, consumed by the public. So they're you know they're helping out with your image. They're helping out with your you know your online presence. They they might be you know helping out with um, how your uh, project is um, arranged from track to track. Um, they, they just, they just completely like, they help out everything when it comes to, um, um, you know, how, how the world is perceiving an artist and, and every artist has it. Like Drake has A&Rs for OVO and, you know, there's A&Rs for Universal and Sony. So it, it, whenever there, you have a record label or, or a major artist, there's going to be a close, uh, a, a A&R close by that helps out with everything behind the scenes. Okay. So, uh. I took a took a package of songs and and beats and I sent it, I found this A uh, and R for uh, Top Dog Entertainment, which is uh, uh, where Kendrick is uh, Kendrick Lamar is from TDE, mm-hmm. and so I sent a package of beats and demos and songs that were completed over to him. He res- he responded back within a day, um, and was like, "Yo, can you send me more?" Um, and at that time, I didn't have more. And so I was just like, I can send you more when I have it, but this is all I have, I have right now. And he was just like, yeah, bro, just keep sending me stuff. And so, you know, I just keep sending him stuff. And, you know, I haven't got um, I haven't got too many responses from him, but every now and then I will get a response from him. But just the, just the fact that somebody from, you know, who's in close contact with Kendrick Lamar and, and you know, all the other people who are in TDE, that made me feel you know, a little confident in myself, like, yo, like, if I'm catching his attention, that means I can catch the attention of other people. So I'm like, yo, you know, let's, let's make this legit. So um, my uncle, he he has been a music producer since the 80s. Like, he knows, like, he, like, I know, like, today, in today's world, how guys do music is all digital and over the computer. He's from an era where he had an actual MPC and he had, you know, drum machines and he had like a big system inside my grandma's basement, basement back when he was younger and keyboards and drums and, you know, all types of instruments. And so he's from that world. And so um, when I would talk, to, you know, I would kind of confide in him like, yo, like, 
how do I make myself more legit in this music industry? How do I get with the, should I seek out a management? Should I get, you know, uh, should I, you know, how, 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 how do I get in contact with these major labels and whatnot? And he was just like, yo, like, you don't want to, you don't necessarily want to manage it because anything that they do for you, they're going to get like 20 to 30% of a cut out of what you're getting. And then you're going to have to pay everybody else in between. So that might leave you, you might make a profit at, let's say, for example, you make a profit of a hundred dollars. You may see nothing but $20 from that. Mm -hmm. You know, put that work in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, you know, he was just like, start your own production company or slash record label. And you create a name, you get a, you know, literally you get like a, a, the, the, the business gets an EIN, which is equivalent to like a social security number for you. Yeah, I just got for, that, bro. For citizen. Sheesh. Yeah, yeah, so, <laughs> so, yeah, but he was just like, yo, bro, like, you know, just make your make your stuff legit so that when you can, you know, you build up a resume and you build up a production catalog and then one day you can get into the boardrooms with the major labels and then you can sell half of your company to a major label because they'll still see how great you are with with little income and resources that you have. They'll be impressed by that and they'll want to invest more into you so that you can make an even more profit for yourself and for them. But if you have your own label, like how what Nipsey did with the marathon, instead of just signing you and controlling you, you still keep creative control over everything that you do. They're just uh, presenting your stuff to the public. And that's major because, like, even in comedy and in music, you know, you same wanna, thing. You want to, you got to keep your ownership of it somehow. Yeah. You got to figure out. Like, and that's real that you kind of already starting that conversation with yourself too. Yeah, and, man. And sure, that's, man. That's gonna be like longevity as well as like profit as well. And I feel like yeah, you sleep, you're sleep better at night. Go ahead. Oh, for sure, for sure, man. And it's a, it's a, it's more gratifying, bro. Like, you know, it, it's a, it's a slower grind because like you can get, you can become like somebody like, you know, you know. I'm not even gonna name no names for no artists because I don't want that to ever come back to me, but. You know, there's certain <laughs> artists out there who are just <laughs> there's certain artists out because especially especially when this I ain't even gonna say if I said well, I mean, when this podcast blows up I don't want anybody to come back to me so uh, but oh, yo like, when, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly bro. the internet is vicious <laughs> yes man but like um, uh, man I forgot what I was I was about to say um, um, dog I already forgot bro <laughs> <laughs> it's cool bro riddle me this was that me or you. I think this is. I think this is me. No, no, you know, oh. this mine's. I got my computer next to me. Okay. Um, let me. I got some questions I want to reel off to you, bro. Uh, in, uh, in your line of work and music, uh, could you name me like what's a, a favorite genre for you in regards to music or genres that you enjoy? Um. Well, I think my roots is of course in hip hop because my dad was a was a major hip hop head and I he had all types of tapes and you know um CDs and demo tapes and mixtapes around the crib because he was he used to you know he, he he got off into a little bit of production when he was younger but didn't uh -huh. really stick to it and so you know growing up you know I had you know a bunch of just it was just it was just so much music around me as a kid so um and then my dad grew up in the 80s like Mid eight mid late eighties when you know hip hop was really really getting hot. So he's a he's a big hip hop head, you know. <laughs> and so uh, I mean like you know like my dad was like shell to Adidas and you know you know he was my he was one of them type Adidas. dudes. Adidas, that's hype. My yeah, dad exactly, Adidas, bro. <laughs> you, you feel me? <laughs> that's they, that's they era. That's hype. Okay. Yes. And then and so but um yeah my uh I guess my roots is in hip hop. Of course, I love rap. Um, but I would say outside of that, my favorite genre is funk, man. I, I love okay, I love music ahead. that has a nice I love music that has a nice funk to it. So like some like Curtis Mayfield. Mm -hmm. Um I love uh I love Stevie Wonder, like with a passion, man. Like I love everything that Stevie Wonder does. Like he's like to me, I think he's like one of the greatest musical artists of all time. You know, um uh, I love the gap band. Um I'm just recently becoming a real big fan of Prince um, and just uh, admiring how much work he actually put in compared to a lot of art, a lot of artists these days, um, because he, he did 
you know, everything from point A to point Z when it came to the production, to writing the songs, to recording the songs, to engineering the songs, like everything you heard from Prince. Okay. It was all him. So that's just amazing to think about. So yeah, funk, yeah, outside of rap, I think funk is like my favorite genre of all like like for real, for real. Okay, that's not bad. I like it. Have you been to the Detroit uh Motown spot? Yeah. I, yeah, not recently though. But you have before though. Yeah, yeah. I used to um um my grandma uh well um um I'm sorry, but my granddad um on my dad's side, um he um he used to host these really big um talent shows in Detroit back in the seventies and uh early eighties. Um and and groups would come you know, like groups like the Temptations and whatnot, they would come up to the talent show at um uh, there's this park on Seven Mile in Greenfield called Peterson Park. Mm-hmm. I think it's still called Peterson Park. But, yeah, he used to host talent shows over there during the 70s. And, you know, people, there used to be cash rewards or, you know, like just just little simple rewards for for little groups um, because he was real big in music. And, you know, he uh, um, he was a part of a group back in the 60s and the 70s. So I think that's where I got my little music touch from. And so... Um, but uh yeah he used to always want us to go to motown museum and just see and because you know he used to always want to be a part of motown back when he was younger so we used to just go there all the time okay. um, but since my grandma passed i don't we probably wouldn't be going there because that's probably hit too home like emotional to home for yeah exactly that's real that's understandable too though <laughs> that is an emotional string for sure mm-hmm. it's attached mm-hmm. to memory i respect you telling me that bro thanks um oh, it's all good bro in regards to, because you have music on Apple Music now, and you have them on any other service. Yeah, man, it's it's everywhere. Like it's it's you know you go if you got title, you type in Tony Sure, it's gonna pop up. I'm still I'm still working on uh, making my music page on title a little bit more legit. Um, but title they have this they have very strict restrictions on um, on how to you know like add like a, a custom like picture to your profile on title mm-hmm. and how to make it easier for people to search your page so um that's the one thing i know that's the one downfall i think a title um that I, I i personally don't like but it takes time um but yeah you go on spotify you type in tony sure apple music you know uh, uh youtube tony sure it'll all pop up everywhere you at amazon music <laughs> um it's itunes it's everywhere man okay i like it and then I, you know how comedy and music kind of blend, and in oh, some sure. of the same regards, like when I was putting my comedy album out, um, I had went through. I'm trying to think, what did I? I think I went to a website called TuneCore, and they're like a music distributor online. So I like paid yeah. them forty five dollars, and I was able to put my comedy album on like Apple Music, iTunes, Spotify, mm-hmm. Title, different uh, music services right there, and it was different because I never knew. I, I had to do that research myself. Like nobody told me how that would work. Like I've seen people doing comedy albums. You know, growing up, I'm used to seeing stand-up comedy specials, like the actual video. And then yeah, when I got yeah. older, I started to hear about how like comedians will win awards for having comedy albums. I'm like, what's what's that about? But then, <laughs> like, and learning what that was like, that was cool. And then all I did was take the audio from my special and just upload it. And then the people there, like they support staff at TuneCore, they was kind of they helped me out because it was like, you got to edit this track because it's like blank noise and we don't need none of that noise. Like, you know, when they actually put it out, it was interesting yeah, how yeah. They, they, they they explained it. Like I had to upload it by a certain time so it can be available on another day, like a, a certain date. Oh, like I had to upload yeah, it so long. You had to upload it so many weeks ahead of time or something. I don't know. Yeah, like, it's like it's like a it's like a four week. So, yeah, it's the most. Uh, most music, not and not to cut you off, no, but, um, most most music distributors, um, and that's what a TuneCore is. They require at least a, a four week lead time. That's like the that's like the minimum of of how far you can try to release. Um, they can get a little uh, lenient with you though. Like if you like, if it's like an emergency emergency situation, then you know they might you know maybe you know if you contact them, they should be able to release something without a four week lead time. But most major distributors do require at least four weeks ahead of time for you to um for you uh, like before your release mm-hmm. um and that's just like minimum like I, i've i've heard interviews with jay-z where he'll release 
his album uh, for distribution six months before it actually releases. So, you know, he just, you know, he had finished the album, like take however long he finishes the album, you know, and send it to the distributors. And then six months, you know, then the album won't even come out to six months later. That's mad wild. (laughs) That's mad wild, bro. bro. And then it's like, I'm sure you might have the same uh, experience, but it's like you can make content, like I can make a track, right? And yeah. it'd be like, wow, this sounds straight. But then, like, later on, you'd be like, man, this I could have said this different. But it's different, I guess, in comedy because comedy, I'm just telling jokes and they're not always the same words every time versus a song that you got a lyric. And, like, when it comes yeah. to, like, um, you, like, writing and when you sing, do you ever, like, how long does it take you to stick with the lyrics? Do you, like, ever adapt the lyrics? Do you change the lyrics when you like, let's say you're in the booth and you sing and you're like, I don't really like this. Do you, do you ever change it in the booth? Or when you go to the booth, is the lyrics already set and you singing it? Oh, no. Yeah, I, I'm so, you know, like, because I'm the producer as well. So, you know, um, I'm coming up with raps like on spot. Like, so like literally as I'm building the beat, mm-hmm. I'm coming up with raps. Like, it's like, because like when I'm making the beat, I'll keep the beat looped up. And I'd be like, yo, you know, what can I add to this? Like, what what drums can I add to this? What what keys or what what sounds can I add to this? And then while I'm thinking about sounds, I'm also <laughs> I'm also coming up with a hook for the for the track. You know, I'm also writing you know rhymes for it. You know, and then sometimes you know when the beat is complete and I can hear a full out complete beat, I'll rap the lyrics back and I'm like, oh no, I could have said this one different. All right, let me let me go back. Oh, scrap this, scrap this, scrap this. Let me go back. Oh, let me make sure it, it fits this flow because that's like most importantly, and just like in comedy, bro, and you know, and and just like in rap, you know, it's all about delivery, and and that's what your flow is. I'm not sure what it's called in comedy, but I, I know, think it's still rap, called flow. Your flow, yeah, like everything has to flow real good. Like the conversation needs to be, it needs to feel organic. You know, it, it doesn't, it, it shouldn't feel like you, you was forcing yourself to to do this. You know, and so, um, you know, so I, I always try to make things fit a, a specific flow and a cadence. And so if it doesn't if it doesn't fit that flow or cadence, you know, I just got to scrap that scrap, whatever I was going to say. But, like, yo, I can save that bar for another track, you know, or uh, let me let me take this idea. Let me go. Let me go. You know, I'll come back to that page and, you know, and, I, and I'll see what else if, if there's something else that fits better. Okay. You know? So, yeah, with me, yeah when, when it comes in, yeah, like I'll change it in the booth, you know, like I got one like when I'm you know, making a beat or, you know, like in my own little sessions, I'll, uh, you know, I'll have, to, I'll turn the microphone on literally while I'm making a beat. And then if I come up with something, I'll just turn, you know, hit, hit record and just record some little ideas or whatever. Now, you know, not nothing perfect. Just record like some, I might, I might even mumble the words, you know, just, I just need to hear the flow. Mm-hmm. And then um, I'll come back later. Like, yeah, all right. I'm going to put some words here and there. I'm a, you know, I know what to say right here. So yeah, it's all, it's literally all happening at the same time for me. And I know um, a lot of artists don't have uh, access to that um, because they're not producers. Um, and so that's why, I, you know, sometimes I like to look at myself as almost like the the uh, the like the beginning phases of when, you know, like with Kanye was just, just still drop, you know, coming up. You know, like he was he was around the same age I am now when he was still just just getting recognized. And so he was like 26, 27 when the college dropped out, when, the, when he dropped the, uh, the college dropout. And, you know, he's a producer, he's a rapper. I'm pretty, you know, I'm the same thing. So it's just like, uh, you know, I almost kind of try to follow what he did in his career, and, you know, not trying to mimic it, but just try to, you know, like do a, what he like did. like a North Star kind of. He kind of like helped yeah, exactly. the way too, though. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so a lot of artists don't have access to, beats until the beat is actually completely done you know they don't have access to the beat while it's actually being made you know so i just got like a one up on my artist i just i hear i hear the beats before they do so i might just be like you know i don't, I don't intentionally save the best beats for myself but if i make a beat i'm like <laughs> yo i'm like yo this fire i might not send this to you you know i'm like i'm, I'm keep this one for myself that makes sense you know? no self-preservation <laughs> Yeah, it's just like, yo, this is this is too good. Like, I'm not, I'm not about to share this with nobody. Like, That's I know, real. You, you know, it's like, it's like no offense, but you're not about to do this justice, like how I'm gonna do it. And it's not even no offense. It's not, I'm not even saying that, like I'm better than you or whatever. It's just like I know I got an idea already for it. And it's just like I, I gotta, I gotta. Throw make them on the remix. 
Hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let the original be yours. I feel it. So I, I can kind of compare it to that, like, because I also produce, like, I got my own production company. Okay. Uh, so okay. it's like, when I produce, I produce, like, theatrical shows. So it's like, it's different seeing the world from, you know, being a comedian, hitting open mics or doing showcases, you know, just being the talent versus running the entire thing, like running the venue contract, making sure everybody got their contract signed, people know where to be, you know, making Mm -hmm. sure cameras know what shots they got to have at what points in time, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. lighting, audio. So it's like, it's a different vibe when you in that light. Like I've, I've been in that light. I've done four shows production and it's like, it's different, bro. Cause I know when I see comedians, they be like, y'all not paying us. We're not getting paid. You know, for me, I don't have the bag like that where all my talent about to just get, you know, a band, like, you know, a, a, yeah, a yeah. huge money bag when they walk through, you know, I wish it was like that, but you know, I'm still on the, on the newer side of doing things. So I get hey, people man, you, that right. Man, me and you, I swear, there's so many similarities between me and you, man. Um, uh, just aside from our name, um, but uh, uh, bro, like you just keep doing it, bro. Like you, you, you doing both sides. You know, you are, you, you are, you know, you, you producing the show, and then you are the show. And you know, just like with me, with music. So man, like just keep doing it, man. Like you know, like don't do it for the money, do it for the passion, and then uh, do it because you like genuinely passionate about it, and the money is gonna come. I promise you, bro. Just like the money, the money will come, but don't do it for the money because you're not gonna be happy with it. <laughs> I Just... feel that. <laughs> and I feel like that message don't... be floating around too, bro. And it's kind of hard not to. I ain't gonna lie, bro. It's hard not to be like, damn, I want this money, especially yeah, when it's it like, is. especially when like, man, I got these bills coming up. Oh, I, you oh, see everybody taking sure. trips, and I ain't taking trips. <laughs> Like, oh yeah, for sure. So it, for sure. it's definitely Especially. something—a uh, mental battle for sure. You know. Oh yeah, definitely, man. I had one definitely. of my friends. Especially like with yesterday. social, especially, especially ahead, with social ahead. media, man. Especially with social media, and how like everybody is putting up this, you know, like their highlight reels and showing you, you know, what you know, just showing you all the wins and whatnot. And you know, I, I'm not the one that's going to, you know, I don't be showing my L's, but I guess maybe I should start showing my L's of when, you know, like, you know, like. <laughs> that's you know, I don't like, know if I want to show my L's, bro. <laughs> Sheesh! I remember telling my homies, like, bro, I'm about to get with this girl, bro. This this the girl I want, and then it don't happen. And then you gotta have oh, that conversation man. with them, like, hey, bro, what happened? That that's just something, bro. I don't <laughs> so I don't know if I want to broadcast. Maybe certain L's. Sometimes I, yeah, I might put up my losses that I did on stage. Like, bro, I got like one time I got heckled over at uh, it's this comedy club in Southfield called Punchline. And, oh yeah, and I, heard, I, I, I got, that. I got, I think I've done punch out like five times. I probably had two good shows. I had three bad shows, <laughs> and I had posted me just getting heckled, and I got likes on social media because I think, you know, for me being a comedian, like if I do bad, people gonna know for like that night, maybe the next day. But after that, bro, it's kind of like brushed over, like it's just forgotten yeah. out of people's memory because they go on yeah, with their lives. Yeah. Um. Unless they got it's just like footage, how they and I get my ass beat up there or something, but outside of that, bro. <laughs> no, man, it's just like how they uh, I didn't even go say where, but it's just like how they say uh, at that place in 12 Oaks, man. You know, you got opportunity, you know, you can do bad, bro. You just get you got opportunity, man. You got an opportunity if you mess up, you can do it with the next person, get it together. It's, yep, it's so crazy because it's like that, bro. And in regards to what you said earlier about you know, like the timing of what you like and when you're producing content, how you want things to all mesh well i kind of do that and when i'm doing like when i'm prepping for jokes because i get my own little list i guess my uh <laughs> my set list or my joke list would be like the quote-unquote lyrics um yeah 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 so i kind of put them in like a i put them in a, a, a order I go, I go over them like i actually say them out loud in my room i actually go over the words i plan to say when i'm on stage if it don't flow i either scrap it you know i might rearrange the order you know what I'm saying? But I kind of, I feel the funny out for myself or what I think is funny, what, what, like what way I say things like delivery. I kind of sense that out myself. I don't like practicing in front of people. You know what I'm saying? But it's okay. Cause I feel like if I'm practicing in front of people, I'm low key giving them a show. And, uh, oh yeah, I see that. And it's like, I'll rather perform by myself in my bedroom, get all my jokes down, kind of memorize the order. 
you know, still leave wiggle room. So like, if something like happens like during the show where I, I can uh, like address it, uh, somebody may say something funny in the crowd, we address it, or I might go on a tangent about something else. Cause with jokes, it'd be like, I could say something and then think of something else funny while I'm saying the joke and continue it and then go to the next joke. So I, I think for me, that's the closest I got to like, uh, I mean, I've done music too, though. I, I'm not like you, but I've done, I did the, you know, people was in the COVID quarantine. I, I didn't drop me like three tracks. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not going to say they was fire, but I always wanted to be an R&B singer. So I think that was the, okay. outside of the, the lyrics, uh, my joke sense is hot. I think the closest imagery to how artists come up with their content. And, you know, I really want to do another comedy album. So I think that's probably going to end up being like that. I'm going to see how it's going to work. I want my comedy right, album. Just do it. Just do it. He's like, Knock it out the park. Just do it. Nah, nah. Don't even say I want to do it. I'll just just do it, bro. Just do yeah, it. Get that action. Uh, Cause I, I haven't, I haven't released anything this year. I mean, I've done the podcast. I've done a couple social media videos um but i definitely want to i want to do something bro i want to do this outside theater event this is in it's a city called milford michigan it's close to like novi and i'm gonna do an outside show and they got like this shit sweet bro <laughs> it's like seven okay. rows of different people it's on some rome greek shit how they had like the i think it's called a uh, amphitheater or something and okay. i, I, I really want to do that talking about I want to do that, bro. And it's cheaper than the actual theater. Like uh, the the theater, what I was doing, that boy's like twelve hundred. This one like uh, five hundred. Yeah. So it's cheaper. That's like two shows. So it's like I want to do that, bro. I want to be able to do one show, one theater show, one amphitheater show every month for at least like six months. You know, when it's like warm weather, and yeah, just absolutely. do that consistently. Um, because I want to just you know branch out Michigan, Ohio. Illinois, Indianapolis, like I said, Indianapolis, Indiana, uh, kind of get like some of the Midwest uh, stuff going. I know, like the day I did my comedy special, I had I was uh, talking to um, uh, one of the one of the guys who helped create VH1 and uh, MTV. I got referred to him through a, a coworker I used to work with. I, they golfed together. He was like, "Yeah, my coworker Antonio was like, bro, you hilarious. Let me put you in contact with my guy." I got in contact with him. His name is Les. And, you know, I built a friendship with him. He be giving me tips. He, he kind of give me tips on, like, the role. Like, he plays in with other comedians. Like, you know, Eddie Murphy. You know, this one guy, I think his name is Orlando something. He did, like, an HBO, uh, like, special. He be kind of be he telling me, like, the gist on how their journey is or, like, when he's working with Eddie Murphy, how that journey was. I'm like, that's kind of dope that he, like, I'm like one person shy away from Eddie Murphy. Like, like I thought well, that shit was dope. So it's that, like, it's- that, hey, that happens. That that really happens. And and just like I, I'll tell you this, like, you know, um, I took a trip out to New York uh, sometime this year before the pandemic, and um, I met out with some people um, on, a, on a music tip, and um, uh, I met I met Pharrell's uh, current intern, um, and so. Um, um, this this guy who, uh, who who introduced us was just like, you know, you meet you meet you know uh, God brings us together for a reason, and sometimes mm-hmm. we don't see those reasons, but we we have to pay attention to when God introduces us to people, and you know, there's no you know th- there's no mistake that God had us meet, you know, uh, me and you meet, you know, there's no mistake that God had you meet this one guy who's one person away from. You know Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. There's no there. There is no, you know. There's it's a, a reason. purpose, bro. It's a reason. Yeah, it's a purpose. It's divinely guy. I'm with that to all. Like, it's a purpose. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you. In college, bro, Kevin Hart had did a show at State. I think it was uh, uh, uh what now? I think it was a what now tour. And okay. uh, I'm trying to think. I also think the guy who put me in touch with him. I'm trying to remember his name in college. I think his name was Antonio too. Um, uh, trying to Wait, think. is your first name Antonio? No, my name Tony. Oh, okay, all right. So yeah, my my my, my name actually isn't Tony. Is my, my you know it's is my, my birth name is Antonio, but everybody just call me and my dad Tony though. Hey, <laughs> a lot of people come up to me, but like, is your name Anthony? Is it Antonio? I'm like, no, it's just Tony. But like, oh, I did. <laughs> I did went down. So I was like, no, it's just Tony. <laughs> um, and he had 
I stayed. He was. I, we was in some like security. We were like the students were a part of like the security faculty. So he was like, "Yeah, bro, I know you're a comedian because I was doing comedy up at state, and state was giving me love. Like I, I was opening events for like talents that they were bringing in to show us. Yeah, yeah. And they was giving me love. That he he was a part of the student org, and he was like, "Yeah, I can get you. I get you as close as I can." So he ended up. Uh, I was in the bleachers, bro. I was mad because I never took this chance, and I was mad because I like kind of like I was second guessing myself and never really put myself out there so like i'm in the bleachers reading the breslin the breslin is where the uh mm-hmm. the basketball teams play mm-hmm. and i'm literally not that far away from his manager like his manager i'm like in the bleachers but i can see his manager it's probably like a couple rolls down from me bro literally by myself and i could have went and talked to him but i'm up here psyching myself i'm like man what i'm gonna say what i'm gonna do what i'm gonna do like i, I ain't getting no you know i just introduced myself i didn't get his name you know what I'm saying? I didn't get any tips all because I was in my head. And I was like, man, because uh, the dude in Tony was like, I can get you. I can only get you so far. You're going to have to do the rest of the work. And I was That's like, it. all right. But then when I got there, bro, I froze. And I was just like sick. The whole concert was lit. I'm walking back to my dorm. I'm like, damn, I really didn't. I didn't do what I said I was going to do. You know what I'm saying? And that's when I was like, I didn't, I didn't do what I was supposed to do. So then... I think that was a couple. I'm trying to think when, because I had my own comedy show coming up. I think I might have did my comedy show either before or after that. But I just remember like that. It bothered me a little bit that I didn't like um, follow my first mind or my intuition. I kind of went against it, so I never oh, was yeah. able to make that connect. Even if he was going, even if he were to deny me. I never was able to even have that experience all because I denied it to myself. And that's something I don't want to continue to ever do. So it would be cool when I have these opportunities. Like you said, when you cross paths with people, bro, you never know why. But yeah. it's like, it's a reason. Yeah, and it's like, reason, I got to I gotta <laughs> capitalize on that. And I, I wish you the same, bro. Whenever you see the opportunity, even if you don't know how it's going to pan out, bro, you got to do it. My twin sister was telling me it was like, sometimes you don't Sometimes in life you can't think; you have to just act. You just got it, bro. You just gotta do it like Nike, bro. Just do it. You gotta just do it, and it's like <laughs> it's so crazy, bro. And it's like because even in football, like when I play ball, football is not a thinking sport. It's all about acting, yeah, and reacting. And it's like mm-hmm. I, I knew that, but in life, bro, it's different. It's like sports it's teach different. you a lot about real life. Mm-hmm. So it's like it go the same with females, you know, job opportunities, just. Even going after your dreams, bro. So if you ever see it, oh yeah, really quick. I used to ask customers in the store like wild questions, and I'd be like, "What's one thing that um, you know now that you wish you knew earlier?" And one guy was like, um, "I want to be able to have the ability to see my opportunities when they're in front of my face in the present moment, and not in hindsight looking back on it like, oh man, this was my mm. chance.'" I want to be able to seize the opportunities when they're in my face. I'm like, yo, that's low-key sweet. And I could tell he thought about it. Because most of the time I ask a customer, they just be ready to, you know, in and out. Then, you yeah, know what I'm saying? They yeah. give me like some default textbook answer. But he, I can tell that he either experienced something that he wished he would have. He put thought into it. So that kind of like helps spark something in me. Because the same ideology, how you say, you never know why you meet people. Bro, mm-hmm. where we at, we meet a lot of yeah. <laughs> well-connected people. So it's yeah. like whether we use that, whether we use that or not, I think it's we rub shoulders with a lot of people that can spark us, take us to the next level, help us just work. So I, I would say, bro, as you continue to do what you do, bro, we're in a great position to network ourselves and market ourselves. So just keep capitalizing on it. You don't have to tell the people around you. At the spot, bro, I you know what I'm saying? I, I do that all the time at work. <laughs> bro, yes. Like, it's it's so crazy, bro. Like, you know, like, our type of gig is, I tell people, it's like the airport, bro. It's very diverse. Like, so, mm-hmm. it's so many different people from different backgrounds and cultures and ways of life who think differently than us that can drop gems and nuggets on us. And we in a position, bro, too. Like, we're young. We got resources at our hand. We literally... I'm not, I love technology. I'm not as in love with it as I used to be, but it, it, it's like, um, 
a lot of people are dwelling within the technology uses. So while we got them, we might as well just connect with these people, bro. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's so wild with the opportunities that we have ahead of us, bro. I'm excited to see what the future holds. We got to just be planning for it, bro. We got to literally plan the future if we want it to really be how we want it. That's why I kind of why, yeah. That's why I got my my uh my upcoming production and this podcast called Manifesting Comedy, bro. It's like we making comedy out of nothing, but we creating the comedy, we bringing it up, right? So like my that. homie, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, I said, no, I'm just saying, I like that. I, like I really like that name. I like that whole concept, bro. Yeah, I appreciate that, bro. My homie Lee was telling me like, Tone, you gotta have something that is consistent that people can always go back to. And they can see your work. Like, they can keep up with you, bro. He, like, you was doing the videos. You're not doing the videos. You used to do the podcast, bro. And he was telling me, like, eventually, eventually, Tony, I'm going to get uh, the video podcast going, too. Or I might mess around and do, like, I don't know. I got to see if I can legally get on, like, IG Live and do an IG Live video as well as do this. I don't know. But, or. Oh, yeah, of course. Or, like, do a YouTube little situation or podcast. So do record the video, upload it to YouTube, but still upload it to this as well. So we can have two. I just don't know if that'll like I don't know if that'll like cross any boundaries I'm not supposed to cross in. I don't know or not. Like I don't know if if these platforms are competing with YouTube. I don't know if they're competition, but that's oh. something I wanna that's the next thing is start doing this. I wanna do this like twice nah, a week. Yeah, yeah. You should be able to like you should have, like, that's just gonna bring more profit. That's gonna mean that's gonna bring more people to to, to the to the platform. And so no, I don't I don't well I, I guess I, I can't say it doesn't, but I don't see why it would interfere um, <laughs> if you were like to put like a like the video version of the podcast like on YouTube. Yeah. Um, like how Joe Budden and all the rest of the podcasters are doing. So yeah, I don't see why they would. You know, that's already that's already happened already. Um, yeah, I got to yeah, get yeah. that. I want to, uh, I think, I want to get a physical location. But in the meantime, I'm going to start doing virtual. Like, you know, they have the split screens and whatnot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I got to figure out what that, I think they were using Zoom. I think I got Zoom. So that might be something I might do. Go ahead, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, I got you. You know, you know actually, I'm going um, I'm to I'm connect with you um, about that because uh, I'm working on, um, I'm working on a, 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 a I'm working on either buying up some property to create a production studio, probably somewhere like in Redford, and then um, buying like you know like some little storefront, um, so and uh, just like in a real cool location, so I ain't got to worry about you know niggas. And so, uh, and just, yeah, and just, I heard uh, a saying that says every black person got to kill the inner nigga inside of him. Man, <laughs> man, because I you know because if I'm gonna have my computers and whatnot in there, my equipment, man. I need it in my every day. I'm taking my all the stuff I brought coming with me everywhere I go. I already know, nothing. bro. I grew up off the of Finkel, so I already know, bro. <laughs> so, uh, uh, but no, nah, yeah, man. I'm on the phone. I, I, I'm my fault, Tom. No, you're good, man. But I no, I definitely want to buy like some uh some property and probably either create a production company or um um I'm currently in the process of moving into this uh into this crib. And so I got some I got uh, I'm like laying out, I'm like getting like the whole layout set up. And I think I'm gonna have a little studio in the uh like my whole like a like a whole little production studio in the uh in the basement. So hey, if you're trying to do somewhere, you're trying to just record the podcast, like, you know, from my little studio setup and you know, I'll have monitors and everything and a whole mixing board and microphones. And you can just, you know, I'm recording right now off a microphone. You probably, you probably can hear the clarity through it. Yeah, you got um, hella clarity. I'm using Apple <laughs> AirPod Pros. That's, that's what I'm using. I be trying to keep yeah. it simple because I was like, because I had, I got a computer. I got a 2012. But it's, mm, I don't have a mic. My homie Lee was uh, giving me recommendations on a mic because, you know, the, the better quality too. Um yeah. And I, I'm with it. I'm down to grow. I'm down to put the content out. And as I put the content out, then, you know, Growing. the technology can also advance. That's course, how I kind of take course. it. Instead of waiting for everything to be perfect. And that's what... Yeah, of course. You just got to start. Yeah. You start somewhere. My homie DeMarcus, it's so crazy, like, how I even got into comedy, bro. Like, my homie Bella was like, yeah, man, you hilarious. You should do stand-up comedy. We in the, we in the, in the calf in the dorms. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, bro, you conversational funny, so I know you can be funny on the stage, so why not do it? So I'm like, that's the one friend who sparked the idea. Then I had another friend who was like, uh, yeah, bro, you hilarious. You should do a comedy show. 
And my ass is about to do it in one of the classrooms up at State. He like, no, bro, that's lame. He was like, do it at the auditorium. He's, and I'm like, oh, wow, that's a lot of people. He's like, yeah, but you can do it. And it was so crazy because it's like my friends spoke life into me and helped create the ideas that I see now kind of like with my production. So definitely circle yourself, you know, with the people that continuously speak life into you, bro, to help help you help help you with cre- keeping your creativity alive and putting it out there. So definitely keep doing your thing, bro. I got some more questions for you. I'm going to ask really quick. Let's see. Yeah, yeah, what's good? All right. Um, so I know music runs in your family. You said your grandparents, this is on your dad's side. Was on, did your mom's side ever do anything with music? <laughs> yeah, yes. Um, so you might um, you might know an old Detroit classic by the name of uh, uh, um, Soul for Mona. So for my ooh baby, ooh baby, yeah, that's a close, that's blood, like that's close family, um, who who made that song. So um, I was talking to him, yeah, I was talking. I I had one of our cousins had that uh, had passed away like uh, like in January, like early party, like first second week in January, and we went to the funeral. And at the repast, you know, I ran into him, and his his name is Dale, who made that track. So I'm like, oh, yo, what's up? What's good, Mr. Soul for Mona? And, he, you know, he get to laugh. He's much older now. Because um, that track, I think that track came out like 95, 96. Mm-hmm. So he's like all grayed out. I think he's a grandfather now. And so, uh, but I'm like, yo, what's good? And he's like, yo, like, on the, I'm going to just, I'm going to give you some inside information, bro. Um, he was like, Big Sean and them reached out to me and they sampling that track Soul for Mona for I guess you got a new album coming out. Yeah, they out. did. Detroit too. I heard it. I yeah. think it's called Body Language is the song. Yep, I know that song. It is. And so he told me this back in January and he was like, yeah, Big Sean got some project coming and they his people reached out to me about uh, I guess sampling that track. So uh, he was like, I don't know when it's going to come out, but uh, yeah, they, I guess they, they reached out to me. And so, you know, me knowing how the music biz goes, for him to reach out to him that means that the song was already done. <laughs> so they, they they just needed his approval. You know, so the song was already, you know, by the time they even reach out to somebody for sampling, song is done. They just they just need you to okay it and they need you to sign off for papers for sampling clearances and clearances and whatnot. So um yeah, music actually runs real deep on my uh my mom's side. Like I said my uncle uh, was a producer back in the day and he had all you know, he used to have drums and whatnot on all of my side, my grandma's basement. And um, actually, uh, some like my mom, she grew up. She was the only girl in the house out of like five, uh, four boys. So it was four boys and, and my mom. And so um, they all they had a band, and my mom was like Janet Jackson of the family. She like she just she was too young to be a part of the the little band that they had. But yeah, my one uncle he played the drums. I had another uncle that was on guitar. I had another uncle who was on the piano, and then um, they had some other guy in the neighborhood who was on the mic and who was singing. And so they had a, they had a, my, like my uncles was literally in a band um, while they were like, you know, like preteens going into teenage years. And you they, know the name of the band? I couldn't even tell you. I don't even it's know okay. if they had like a, I, I, I don't think they had a, a legit name or anything like that. But <laughs> they was enjoying each other's company, having fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But they definitely like, you know, like all of my uncles knew how to play an instrument. Um, for some reason, my granddad just didn't. Uh, he didn't allow my mom to, you know, pick up an instrument. Um, and so, uh, um, but uh, yeah, like, yeah, music definitely runs deep. Like even my great grandmother, like, you know, she uh, she played in the, and I never met her. She died you know, way before I was even born. But from the stories I hear about her, um, she was like the lead organist over at this church in Detroit. Um, uh, it's like, it's like off eight mile and like, uh, over off them like them state streets like Wisconsin and Indiana, um, and so it's a it's a little small church over there, and we'll still go to that church to this day, and we'll see her picture just right on the wall, and she was like the lead organist and you know for the church for like twenty some like crazy like thirty some years, and um, so yeah, music kind of yeah music I would say music runs deep on both sides. I'm with it. I like that. Okay, so you got your deep roots in the music. So it gives, yeah. gives you more of a like foundation. You got resources um, at your hands to help even inspire you with it as you grow, and that that's okay. I like it. Yeah, absolutely. What, what about you, bro? You got you got comedy. 
You got comedy on, on, on your, your family? <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think my no, family really. think they're funny, but they just don't stand up. <laughs> <laughs> everybody, go, I'm I funny. It. I, it's like once people thought that I was a comedian, but everybody want to hear a joke. You know, everybody running, they funny by me, and everybody always oh. be like, "Hey, don't include me in your stand up. Don't include me in your stand up, bro." Like, like, I'm okay. a, like, I'm especially include you in my stand up now, <laughs> bro. They just be people be telling me different jokes. I get jokes every day. People be like, "Okay, you can have this one." I'll be like, <laughs> literally, people come to me, bro, with material. I'm like, that's how I'd never use it unless it's mm-hmm. hype. I only use stuff like if me and you was joking and we're telling a particular story, I'll use whatever we was talking as, as talking on as the joke. So I'll say my lines, whatever I was saying, but I also say whatever you saying now to make it funny because it's all about the flow and making yeah. sure the story is full and complete. I might use something that if me and you're talking that's funny in a joke, but I don't use what people tell me to write down in the joke. Or, like, if somebody might give me a recommendation, like, Tone, you said this. Try to say it that way. I might try something like that. But I don't I don't usually take people's creative jokes as my. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. Like, you know, and, and, I, and that's completely understandable. And if you, so if you're someone who can't understand that, then, Tone. you know. Uh, oh, yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. My fault. Hold on. My, my computer just went to sleep mode. Are you good? Yeah, um, my but, phone be um, going to sleep too. That's crazy. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. Um, but uh, um, but I was about to say, um, yeah, that's completely understandable. Like I, I get people all the time to be like, "Yo, like you need to sample this track." And I'm like, Ugh, I don't really, I don't even really, really feeling that. Like that's not really touching my sample ear. You know, like, you know, you know, so yeah, it means I, you got to have an ear for things like that. Yeah, How your voice yeah. sounds too. Yeah, exactly. So I completely understand that. Like, I can't, I just can't take everybody's joke. Like, I, I need to find it funny. <laughs> I need to find it. it. It needs to make sense to me. Yeah. You know, I feel so. like a lot of people have great sense of humors. I feel like my sense of humor meshes with a lot of sense of humors. But some people, it's just like, yeah, no. Nah. They just want to be, uh, they just want me to, like, I guess, say on stage what they think is funny. But I got to also make sure mm. it resonate with me because I don't want to get on stage and say what they said and it just don't hit. You know what I'm saying? Cause yeah, of course. It could be, course. it's like it's like with jokes. If one comedian said a joke, it's not going to hit the same like if another comedian uh, said it. It's they different. It's kind of like when artists sing over the same song, they sing it differently. Like, for example, I love R&B. Like, I listen to a song, but I listen to Chris Brown sing the song. And I also listen to Trey Song sing the same song, bro. And they do it differently. Like, it's it's not the same vibe. It's their own little vibe. Yeah. So it's like, it's kind of the same. So I don't know, bro. It's interesting to see how people want you to articulate what they find creative. Because, you know, everybody going to always tell you how, how you should do things. But ne- they'll never do that one thing. You, know, <laughs> you need you know to get your passport, son. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, but do you have your you passport? Got your passport? Yeah. No, I ain't got it. Everybody got the answer in the hood about how to make money. But everybody's still doing in, it. Everybody in the hood not making money. You know, if they're making money, it's they need to show us how they do it legally so we don't go to jail. Because I don't know yeah, if everybody's yeah. touching clean money. But they... And all these, everybody got the answer, bro. But everybody seems to be in the same predicament. <laughs> yeah, it baffles yeah. me. Um, it's, it's my last question for you, bro. What's good? In in your life before you transcend, before you pass away, what is one dream that you want to accomplish in its entirety? Um. Honestly, uh, one dream that I want to accomplish is that I, you know, I want to be, a, I want to be a great um, husband and a great father um, one day. Um, you know, yeah, like I, I do dream to, I, like I don't even dream to be the next Kanye West or to be the next rapper, or be, you know, to, to be the biggest producer. You know, yeah, of course, I want all of that to happen. I yes. want to be the biggest producer on, you know, on the face of the planet. I want to be the. I want to be bigger. I want to surpass Kanye West. You know, I want to make him mad at me for surpassing him. You know, like I want, I want all of that. I want my record label to be the next Rockefeller, and I want to sell it to Def Jam and one day and make a huge profit and sign all of the artists that I believe in. Yeah, I want to do all of that, but I think what's most important in life is uh, your family because without your family, a man has nothing. And so, um, 
you know, I want to be, you know, I, I want to be the things. And I love, I love my dad, like, like to, to death, man. But, you know, I want to be the husband to one day, I, I guess my soon to be wife. Um, I want to be a husband to her. You know, I, I want to give to her what my dad couldn't give to my mom, you know, and I want to give to one day my, my, my future kids, what wasn't given to me. And my dad, my dad gave me a lot. My dad had his pitfalls here and there. Um, after my parents divorced, but you know, where he messed up, I, that's what I want to, um, you know, where I want to provide for my kids. I just want to be a great overall and, and just a well-rounded person, you know, outside of being a husband and a father, just, you know, somebody that everybody can get along with and kick it with, you know, like no matter what race or creed or whatever, whatever you are and what defines you, you know, like when you see Tony, you're just like, oh yeah, he a cool dude. Like, you know, I ain't never had no problem with him. Like he's always in a good mood he's always chill like you know like we can talk about anything you know so i just want to be that person man i just want to be a good spirit and good you know i want to leave you know a good i want to leave a good scent on the earth before i leave you that's know, real so. i respect that i like your answer too um that's real relatable i i would say i wish you much clarity and peace on that journey of accomplishing that while we're here on this earth bro I really wish you well on that. I would align, you know, a lot with that. Cause I think one, falling in love is amazing. And then, yeah. you know, especially when it's mutual and then y'all just click. And then when you create your family, bro, you know, you you create the vibe that you want to put out there and that you want to experience. So definitely feel it in your heart. It's this one thing I'll send to you. I try to do it. Um, I was doing it for like two weeks, but I stopped. I did it again last night. It's this little, it's this quick meditation where they help you kind of sense your heart. So you do like a, I think it's like a six minute meditation where you like put your hand over your heart. You uh, just become still. You take a couple deep breaths just to focus your attention. And then you think about five people that in your life, no matter who they are, you just see them uh, happy, healthy, maybe wealthy. Have you see it, but everything is going good for them in their life. You see it in your mind for them. It could be the five closest people to you, anybody really, but just people that help arise strong emotions out of you. And then yeah. after you do those five people, then you end with yourself. So you give yourself all the love that you give out to other people, but even more, you give yourself that love. You see yourself doing well, you're healthy, you're wealthy, everybody around you happy, you amazingly happy, bro. And everything just seems like it's, well, not seen, but everything is perfect in whatever you create. And then as you're doing it, you have your hand over your heart. You're just feeling your heartbeat. And then you just feel whatever emotions come to you. And then after it's all over, you tell yourself you love yourself, you trust yourself. And then that's when it's over. You lay down, you go to bed. But you want to do it right before you go to bed. So you kind of like take those emotions into your sleep. Then you lock oh, yeah. it into your subconscious mind. So then when you get up, bro, it's just a different vibe. And it's like you just connect more, bro. I think in this world, it's all about connecting with our heart you know, and aligning with ourselves, making sure we're being true to ourselves and our loved ones. Because when you're true to yourself, a lot of stuff just flow, bro. When you align oh, with yeah. how you're feeling and what you're talking, a lot of stuff just, like, comes so much easier to you, bro. You're not really, like, you're not going upstream in life. You know, you're kind of going with the flow of life and everything is smooth selling for you. So I wish you a lot of success in your personal life and all your personal oh, man, endeavors. Same. Same. You know what I'm saying, bro? Continue to love yourself and keep trusting yourself and just have fun with life, bro. Life is a game meant to be enjoyed. Oh, yeah, of course, man. Same, man. Keep working, bro. And, and you know, but have fun. But, you know, definitely do your work, you know, because, you know, you got you got stadiums to sell out one day. Hey, know? same so, to you, bro. <laughs> same. Hey, man. Hey, we can end up doing a show together, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm down. And then, Tone, did you have anything you wanted to say? Uh, to close out the podcast, anything you want to get off your chest? Any remarks? Hey man, just tune in, you know, and stay up to date with the uh, manifesting comedy uh, uh, podcast by Tony Fent. Hey, um, stay up to date with that man. Just stay tuned, man. You know, it's you know, this is about to be explosive. Hey, I, I respect <laughs> that. I thank you so much, Tone. Drop any of your social media for people, bro. Oh yeah, you can follow me on um at, on um, Instagram uh, at um, at Tony dot sure, um it's simple as that Tony dot sure, um like the actual dot not not the D O T no like Tony dot sure you know just as simple as that um I'm not super active on there um 
right now because I'm taking a little, um, I guess, uh, I'm fasting from social media. And that's understandable. A bit, just to cleanse that. my spirit. Yeah, just to cleanse my spirit a little bit. You know, I'm kind of, um, you know, um, I'm finishing up one more, uh, one class before I graduate uh, uh, for, for school. And then, um, um, you know, so I just want to, like, kind of stay away from Instagram right now. But I'm on there, man. Like, you know, I'm, I'm going to be posting some, Mm-hmm. Some some stuff real soon for I got I got I got a one last project I want to drop this year, uh, what that I am dropping this year and so um but yeah yeah just at Tony dot sure um and then um on yeah the, that's, that's pretty and on the streaming yeah. services we could just search Tony Sure, Tony Sure like so that's Tony like T O N Y because the people be spelling my name with the I yes I bro I hate that <laughs> I hate that but so no T O N Y and then sure, like S U R E, sure. What does that name mean? How did you get that name really quick before we leave? I feel like that's important. How did you come up with Tony Shore? <laughs> so I get asked that all the time when I be in the studios. I you know like when I go to open mics, you know uh, they be like Tony Shore, and I, I walk up and they go, "Are you sure?" And I'm like, "We gonna find out. We gonna and find so, out." <laughs> <laughs> uh, but nah. So how that came about? So um, it's it's it, it was a bunch of stuff that happened. So um, when I was in college, me and my girl was arguing. I forgot what was we arguing about. Me and my girl, we never got into no major argument about nothing crazy. It'd be something stupid, like you know, like I wanted, I wanted Chick Fil A. Like <laughs> why couldn't we go? You know, why why you had to go get chilies? You know, it'd be something stupid like that. And so you know, we arguing, and she goes, she's yelling at me like, "Okay, Tony, sure. Okay, Tony." Sure. Okay. Whatever. Okay, Tony. Sure. And I, I just remember hearing that, and I'm just like, "Why you keep saying that? Like, stop saying that." And I remember it just kept, it kept, it just kept ringing in my head. And then one day I was uh, talking with, uh, uh, I was talking with uh, some uh, some of the fraternity brothers of mine, and um, um, we we're going back and forth in the group chat. And I had, they had said something, and I had responded back, "Sure." And then they were just like, bro, that's so passive aggressive. Like, why you got to just say sure? Like, you know, okay. <laughs> and I just was like, oh, I guess I do say, I guess I do say sure a lot. And then one day I just was like, Tony, sure. Like, all right, cool. Like, it's it's provocative. Like, it's, it has a, I don't know, to me, it just, it just has like, it makes people wonder, like, what does that mean? Like, you know, like, what is it? Like, it has a ring to it to me. Like, you know, especially when like, I'm so big on branding. So I was just like, if I'm gonna start being legit with my business, I gotta have a name that's like, that's that that makes people think. So like when people when you hear like Frank Ocean, you think like, bro, what does this mean? Like you know Tyler, the, you know Tyler the Creator, you know Jay Z, you know uh, um, um, what's a good one? Like Drake was his name is provocative because it's just you know that's the whitest name ever, like Drake. You know, but he's this mixed dude coming in. And he's an actor from you know from, from Canada. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it was, it was from, it was, it's provocative. And I think that's something that you need when you're trying to, you know, brand yourself and become major. Like you need some type of name that rings in people's ears and it makes people think. So that's where I was just like, when I finally came across the idea, I was like, you know what, Tony, sure. I, I was like, I like that. Like, it just sounds, it sounds good. You know, it sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah, bro, it, it sticks. Good to me. I like it. It stick. I was wondering, like, how did he come up with this? Okay. Yeah, yeah. See, that's the that was the idea. I want people to think, how did he come up with this? You know, and so it, it's no real, it's not no deep concept. You know, it's not like you know. I didn't, I didn't go in the Zen I, state. I, no, <laughs> no, no. Like they're not like these letters don't represent the supreme alphabet, you know, or anything like that. Like they're just it's just Tony Sure. Like I'm sure. Like before, I like, and that's one thing about me now, opposed to when I was first started producing. I wasn't very confident in myself, and like, I didn't, t- I didn't tell nobody I was producing or anything. Like I was like out of that, like and that, like I really, really wanted to do this above all things. But now I'm at a state in my life where I'm super confident. Like I can walk into a studio, and I can outperform anybody in the studio. I can, like, I can embarrass people in the studio now. I'm not trying to embarrass somebody, but it's like other people will come into the, in- uh, the studio with that energy and. I'll just keep quiet because I'm confident and then because I'm sure of myself now and then I'll just play my stuff and I'll just blow everybody I blow everybody away in the studio. So now I'm more confident or Tony is sure. So Tony's sure. <laughs> yeah, man. I like it. Keep keep rocking it up, bro. Keep putting your stamp on your stuff and your life, bro. Hell yeah, Tony. Of course, Tone. bro. Hell yeah, Tony. Well, Tony, thank you for joining Tony Fence Manifesting Pro- uh I said <laughs> Prodigy. Comedy 
podcast. <laughs> uh, tune in, everybody. You can check Tony out on uh, all the streaming services. You got any on you? You got a video on YouTube too, don't you? I got a couple actually. I got like yeah. two videos. It's, it's, and they like little because I, I put out I put out two demo projects and like so they're like they, these are all like DIY projects before I actually take it over to you know in, you know uh, to a studio. And yeah, you was you was working with my good man's Mario. That was so cool. It's cool when I see my friends be friends with other friends like I got. That's yeah. just so sweet. Yeah, so the, like it's these are those are like you know I got a couple of um, uh, projects out and a couple of music videos out you know nothing you know nothing that's gonna probably you know blow you away but like cause like like I said these are DIY st- these are DIY concepts you know before I actually invest like some major you know some major money into stuff to make it look real good and put some marketing behind it so it's just some you know some demo project to see you know you know what I got you know what, you know what I can do. Yeah, you well, know, keep so. doing it, bro, because it's like we all got to start somewhere, and it, it's a knowledge that you gain, it's an experience that you gain from doing it. You know, what I'm saying you get a different feel, and it still be stuff that you know that you can use to promote you later, or people yeah. that may just stumble across your content and they go, "Oh yeah, I bang with this," and now yeah. you got stuff. Yeah, exactly. So keep keep the fire lit, bro. Keep the fire lit, man. It was amazing course, talking bro. to you, Tone. I'm going to see you at the spot, of course. Oh, shortly. <laughs> uh, man, oh, Tony, yeah. you have an awesome day today, too, okay? Oh, yeah, man. You, too. We're going to have to do this again, man. Yes, sir. And then thank you for everybody that's going to tune into this podcast, y'all. Tune into the next episode when it comes up or check out the previous ones. Y'all have an awesome day, Tone. You have an awesome day, too, man. This is Tony Fant signing off. Yep. Yep. Peace. <laughs>